0: Oh,
1: dispatching from a very grey January day in Toronto. (laughs) (laughs) You know, when we, you know, when the the New Year's come and gone and now we're just into the long January, we're here, everyone. This is...
0: well, be shocked to your system, though, having come from some beautiful, lovely... Sunshine oh. weather in oh. Mexico. Yeah, I
1: know, I know, totally. Oh my god, that was that was that was debauchery, but like not twenty year old debauchery. It was forty four year old debauchery. <laughs> <laughs> it's debauchery with like slightly creaky knees. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun, but still in bed by ten thirty. <laughs> to be honest, to be honest,
1: there would be parties raging outside till like seven in the morning, and mm. I was in bed by like midnight for sure, and lulled to sleep by the sound of the party outside. I was, yeah. Yeah, I'm now a person who sleeps through parties. I'm excited (laughs) to sleep through parties. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. This day has come. Yeah, yeah.
0: It reaches us off.
1: I was a real banger, though, like for the the daylight hours. Yeah, I was like tequila on the beach, day drinking, getting the, because I, I met a wonderful lady there, also divorced, who, uh... Uh, we became fast friends at the hostel, and so we would like go out and do outings together, and go to the beach, go to the supermarket, get a big bottle of tequila to prevent, you know, the overpriced drink charges in Cancun. Yeah. So we'd be slipping little shots, and she was in charge of <laughs> cutting the limes, and I bought some salt, and we just hit her off. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. It was great. It's just what the just what the doctor needed.
0: It's always good to make some new friends, good connections, and just yeah. have some fun, right? Yeah, you are a free woman; you can have fun wow. wherever you want. Now,
1: uh, I know, and I found myself being like, "Whoa, Anna, don't be crazy!" And I was like, "You're divorced; you can do whatever you want." <laughs> I feel like there's um like a t- there's a time I don't know does it last a year when you be like I'm cra- I'm just acting irrationally, I'm just being careless, or.
0: Yeah, I'm divorced, I it was, it's okay. Mine was definitely like a summer of fun. Ah, uh, a summer and of fun. And I had fun. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah. You need a little bit of madness, let loose. Well. As long as you I- stay safe.
1: Yeah, I, and I am I am like yeah. um I don't know if there's condoms all over the place yeah no totally
0: <laughs> <laughs> just saying
1: yeah absolutely just saying but yeah like mm. and it's so funny too like um you know when something really hard happens to you I'm you know I'm really settling into this thing of like yeah you know that was last year like mm. I got divorced last year it's a nice yeah. thing to be able to just like you said just wipe that slate and yeah
0: just draw a line under it yeah whiteboard that uh get that Kitchen whiteboard, clean, oh, get it all sorted.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at. So it's a grey day, but it's a clean slate. 2023 is looking pretty, good. yeah, wide road ahead.
0: Wide yeah, road ahead. It's all yeah. playful.
1: Yeah. So how
0: are things going on your neck of the woods? Things are good. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I'm back on dry January, uh-huh. it's is my usual. I'm on seventh or eighth year now, two minutes. Oh, I like oh, wow. to feel like, you know. Yeah. Very moralistic at the start of the year. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know you just... To make up for all the stuff that happened last year. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, totally. Uh, yeah. So are yeah, so you feeling no, better? Um, yeah, ironically, I don't sleep, like not sleeping that well, but um, oh. yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Somebody else said the same thing actually because you get loads of people that say, oh my God, like my sleep's better, this is better, that's better, everything's better, got tons more energy and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Not necessarily feeling that but it is good. I think it's good to have a bit of break, just kind of not, just break some of that cycle. I think a lot of it is habitual. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. We were making a lovely steak on Friday and I was like, oh, nice bottle of red wine. No, I'm not having red wine.
1: (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. so it's
0: good it's just good to break that um that connection i think yeah and that association
1: oh good for you so yeah also
0: getting shitloads of jobs done just brilliant wow like right let's do something with the night oh interesting (laughs) that sounds wonderful yeah Yeah. trying to get this house straightened out yeah good for you and it is the time to do that exactly There I mean nothing else going on no, in january
1: nothing else going on in january uh but that leads me to ask uh what's happening at the relationship desk of love is she awake the correspondent sure, definitely oh definitely excellent excellent
0: i've got a great one for you today
1: oh damn <laughs> <laughs> oh. you should so you should see sarah she's so proud of herself oh my god that's so wonderful i am looking forward to this one
0: it's just the Funniest thing that I read today and actually just kind of popped up just in time. Like I love it when that happens. Oh. So there was always like little stories that I come across and I'm kind of like, oh yeah, I could share that on the podcast. Mm. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> But today I saw a news article about um, a guy in Australia whose um, partner who um, he met online and they were having a long distance relationship with. Mm -hmm. was very jealous of something else in his life oh oh would you like to know what that was
1: yes i mean so it's not another partner or a lover it's is it a dog no
0: no it was not a dog but it does begin with a d another dick (laughs) No,
1: <laughs> 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 sorry, I'm divorced. I can.
0: That's <laughs> all she's got on her mind. That's <laughs> my excuse. I'm divorced. Yeah. <laughs> so, Riley. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tell uh, you. Yeah. Um, so this guy, um, during lockdown, he got a little bit lonely and he was really struggling with kind of poor mental health and just not really feeling great, feeling quite depressed. And um, so he purchased himself a real life. Almost real life. Um Intimate Doll. Oh like full yes. size. Yes, yes, yes. And he liked yeah. this doll so much, he recently purchased another one. <gasps> oh and he's got names for them and they've got their own Instagram account with oh. like thousands and thousands of followers. <gasps> oh yeah. Wow, okay, yep, yep. So <gasps> it didn't really go into detail in the article when it said intimate. My question was, like, how intimate are these dolls? Well, but they're, like, people can have sex with these dolls. How, though? <laughs>
1: mm, they, are, and it's, a, it's a question, like, it, like there's, like, real analog, just, like, plastic blow up or there's, like, really life-size, like, very... Um, these were,
0: like, life-size, like, he literally had one set on his knee yeah and um he would dress them up and do the hair and like this this yeah. is why they had their own instagram account i think this is very common though oddly very common yeah Where? yeah 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 totally i've never heard anybody down the pub go oh do you know what i bought last week <laughs> 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 never never have i heard that conversation because well, believe me i'd be right yeah. there asking questions you
1: would be right there like because Just the course was by it, it
0: is so yeah. apparently these dolls have um have really kind of helped to boost his mental health. So oh. when he explained to this long distance partner that he has never met about his relationship with his two mm. real life dolls, he kind of explained that they were teaching him how to be more emotionally aware and um how to just kind of appreciate the physical touch. And we're really boosting his mental health um, and well-being. Yeah, wow, interesting. And how did this go over
1: with the long-distance Eventually,
0: she came to terms with it. Oh. Said she could see that side of it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: I thought this was something on the rise, just because technology has really given way to like increase sophistication of robotics and um especially like materials engineering which allows for simulation of human skin and all that sort of stuff and
0: yeah i don't even know if they were like actual talking cuz they didn't really say that in the article it really looked like they talked They just looked oh, oh, like yeah. a grown up version of like a city yeah. or a barbie doll
1: yeah oh I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if there, I I think there might be some like prototypes that do like AI conversation, but I think that's like, if it's not out now, it's just around the corner where there's intimate dolls with AI capabilities that can actually have conversations with you. Like pretty much put out of a job Sarah you and I is uh <laughs>
0: you better bag yeah. yourself a man now girl <laughs> yeah yeah
1: I can I can see this yeah too late. <laughs> I've, I've, my shelf life yeah that yeah there's a there's an expiry date on what I can offer which is if I'm a warm body and a conversational person both of those things can be replaced although
0: you have just reminded me about another article that I've got saved that maybe I'm going to share next week so oh, oh I'm gonna bring it back for you next week okay don't worry. Oh, that's awesome! Better wonderful. write down that.
1: Yeah, the correspondent is making a note from the desk. Yeah, for, I've, the I've got one. There.
0: Honestly, I've got one for you. Oh, right. Okay. Nice. You just dropped my memory. Right. I'm on done and done,
1: done and done. That's awesome. <laughs> that's a wonderful way to start up um, 2023. I do have to say that if I were a like partner of somebody with an intimate doll, I, I, I don't know. I would have problems. Like, even though when I at my coach, if I have my coaching hat on, I'm like. I'm, I take more of a distant, sort of a an arm's length view. I sort of look at both sides. I encourage somebody yeah. to really sort of see from the stands level, and as opposed to the, on the field. But I, I would have like personally major issues. Yeah. Because I'm high maintenance, and I just need to be somebody's priority. <laughs> is is what I'm now coming into 2023. I'm like, I'm like this like needy ass bitch that just needs a lot of attention. And I'm, I'm just gonna go in, out and say it.
0: It's good to recognize who you are.
1: I, it is. I'm I'm. I'm done being like, oh, I'm so easygoing. I can't believe I've lived decades of my life saying I'm easygoing. It's
0: been the first. I'm not easygoing. So shit out. Be nice to me. Pay yeah. attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Dana, boys, she's listening. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Oh, anyways, I think that's the thing that us women have to do is just disavow ourselves of this illusion that we're like easygoing, low maintenance and yeah. not a lot of work.
0: <gasps> be who you are yeah that is the moral of the story
1: well I kind of have to be the intimate doll in somebody's life is what I'm saying
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's why somebody's lap
1: oh yes because maybe yes I definitely have to be on somebody's lap yes (sighs) yes totally Uh, well that is a heck of a lot of piece of news
0: it is indeed so yeah I've got you started
1: well it got me started and I'm also like yeah I think I'm gonna have to open up that cat sanctuary and be an old cat lady after all I think the future not too bright for us ladies but let's see
0: not at all you wait until next week oh yeah okay okay, <laughs> okay. sounds good perfect okay <laughs> all right shall we move to a hot topic yeah let's go strengths in your partner mm. Mm. okay I think this is a good thing to kick us off with in 2023 for oh, our hot topic hell yeah
1: it totally is I
0: was thinking a lot about this actually over Christmas and New Year and um unfortunately my partner and I were separated as part- mm. not like permanently <laughs> yeah, yeah. but just because, because of some family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some unfortunate circumstances meant that we didn't get to spend as much of the holidays together as we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of gives you some space to think about things. And um, obviously we're newly together in a new house. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of just got used to each other and then kind of had to get used to that again. And mm-hmm. So that was quite tricky. And it kind of got me thinking a lot about kind of strengths and kind of what you're... It can be so easy, Connor, to like just focus on all the things that you don't receive from your partner or mm. things that you feel like you do mm-hmm. which is more than they do it's like well I do this you can reel off like you know as the martyr a long list of all the things that you bring but we have to be able to recognize the strengths that other people bring to a relationship whether that's intimate or otherwise mm-hmm. um see so with like um with siblings with family don't we or you often get it with adult and parent uh, relationships as well so when oh. you kind of grow up a bit yeah. and you start to see your parents in it through a different lens you're kind of like, oh my god, like they add nothing to my life, or yeah. like find it <laughs> oh, really, really hard.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, it's totally. like you know, you sit there thinking about all the things they don't do, how they don't kind of make you feel kind of welcome in their life, or they don't make an effort. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. that kind of raw reversal. I think you get when when you get older. As a as a child, you can often I hear it with a lot of kind of clients and friends, like you know well, they never think about ringing me. It's like, yeah. it is role reversal from those teenagers. But yeah. so, you know, if we look at the relationships that we've got and the relationship that we have with our partner, if we can really kind of start off the year focusing on what are the strengths and, you know, not even thinking about what do they bring to the relationship? Just think like, what are the things that I really like? What are the things that I admire? What do I think that they do really well? Mm-hmm. And not on a kind of, competition way or a comparison way either to the things that you do or the things that you think other people's husbands or partners or wives or whatever do because that can be the other kind of downfall is this comparison syndrome where we're constantly comparing them to Bob and Jane down the pub who are just obviously super amazing Uh, yeah yeah I don't know who Bob and Jane are by the way yeah (laughs) right right if I know a Bob and Jane I'm really sorry (laughs) Uh, yeah totally not you Bob and Jane, the other one. Yeah, not that one, it's the other one. They're in the different pot. Bob Honestly, Bob settle, settle. Oh my god,
1: it's hilarious. Yeah.
0: So yeah, what do you, what do you think?
1: Oh my gosh, yeah. And like totally oh and comparisons, my gosh. Like Yeah. Oh there's there's a can of worms there, Sarah. There's a can of worms. But the long story short is like absolutely nobody is as happy as they would have you believe. Yeah. There's a bit of post-romanticism that's coming in. I'm in a a bit of my post-romantic phase of my divorce where I'm like, uh, romance doesn't exist and everyone's unhappy. That's not true though, but I'm just going (laughs) through that this week. Anyways, um, but no, definitely like the comparisons are going to kill you. Like they're going to kill you. And in addition to recognizing the strengths of your partner without comparing to like what the Bob and Janes of the world are doing... It's also recognizing the strengths of your partner when you can see that they're do, doing something. Then that was really hard for them. Might not have yeah. been hard for me. Might not have been hard for the person down the street. Yeah. But if it was hard for them, then the strength is that you persevered despite how challenging it was. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, I would. I think it's a great time to acknowledge, like, you know, my partner spoke up and said, you know, I really would like it if you could do this for me. And it seems so simple and small, but they never, they Mm. never do that. They never open up and express their need. And as a result, it offers and allows a communication exchange that strengthens. So Mm. I love thinking about, like, wow, that was really hard for you. I know how difficult that must have been for you. And I really acknowledge and admire you for doing that. That's important. Because we're not is, all yeah. on the same like scale of things. Yeah. We don't all have the same standard or, or benchmark.
0: Yeah. I think there's a few things in that as well, isn't there? Like sometimes that opening up and and asking for help or asking support or saying, I find that really difficult. Can you, I know that you can do really well. Like, can you help me with this? Like that can be kind of a big, that's a strength. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, People talk about vulnerability being a weakness. It's like so not. It's like the biggest superpower that you've got because it opens you up to somebody else and allows you to create a whole different connection that you would never have otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's huge yeah i think there's a combination of other stuff as well isn't there um we talked um a little while ago on the podcast about noticing the little things Mm -hmm. and i like this in this topic as well thinking about strengths because sometimes it is just about um some of those small little gestures um so i got a message today from my partner and it was about kind of going to something and he put like a little kind of something on the end and i just thought oh you've thought (gasps) about me there oh you know you've you've thought about kind of maybe how i might have been feeling about a certain situation like really showed kind of some empathy not in a big grand gesture way at all but just you know one sentence that meant actually i know that you've thought about how i'm gonna feel in that situation or with something Uh and you've included that on the message i think so sometimes that thoughtfulness um, is important to recognize because that's a strength if people yeah. think about us if our partners think about us and demonstrate that by something they've said or something they've done um, you know what about all the times when you've asked for something not to be done a certain way because of whatever reason yeah. and your partner takes notice of that and goes all right it's not a big deal to me so I can tell it's something that's important to you I will put the toilet seat down yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah or whatever the case may be
1: yeah. I'm still stuck at like that little something put at the end that says I was thinking, <laughs> oh my god, I'm like, what? That's it. I'm not post-romantic anymore. That's just got me all the butterflies no, going.
0: We brought her back to love. We brought it back. <laughs> I'll
1: tell you, I had this um interaction where somebody said to me they said look I I look at sun I look at a couple watching a sunset and I wish that I had somebody to watch the sunset with oh. and I was like I don't I like watching sunsets by myself I have no like I'm like I'm so post romantic like I don't find anything romantic anymore but I think it's because I'm not naive anymore and you know when I, like really great communication is really turning me on when I heard <laughs> When you tell me about that little, (laughs) little extra something your partner adds at the end of this thing of, you know, let's go out and I'm thinking about how this might be challenging for you. I'm feeling a little hot under the hood if you know what I'm saying like so <laughs> I don't think it's sunsets that do it for me anymore I think it's just really rock solid communication
0: <laughs> throbbing rock solid, solid communication relationship patterns then that's going to oh, be thing that's going to win on oh a heart my
1: god well yeah totally my god what a what an aphrodisiac I don't need Give strawberries me healthy and love pattern any day. oh my god totally <laughs> Totally. So acknowledging those strengths, right? Because it's, it's not going to be like, I showed you this sunset in Belize, or I bought Mm. you this $5,000 ring. It's like...
0: Although I'll take that, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) Just in case you're listening. Yeah. Hello. (laughs) I'm open to rings. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah,
1: it is the small things which are the mighty things. And that is is where our partner's strengths lie. Yeah. It's the small, it's the consistent things. It's the things yeah. that go unnoticed. Mm. Yeah, unchampioned. It is the, yeah. I always make dinner for the family. I'm always making mm. dinner. I'm always the one thinking about what are we going to eat that night. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be new. doesn't have to be different. No. Oh my gosh. Okay.
0: So we I'm all have to make a commitment. Yeah. I'm going to challenge you and the listeners. You can do this in any relationship you want, Anna. Like with myself. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to challenge you to um, to just recognize the strengths. And if you can, not communicate those back. Yeah, you know what's
1: funny is that that actually ties in because there's a lot of... Um, I'm finally listening to my own coaching advice, which is to actually like... <laughs> I haven't yet gotten in front of a mirror because ah, that's just terrifying to say good stuff to myself in front of the mirror. But I've started to have this daily reminder on my phone that pops up and I am to tell myself Anna you are lovable you are loved Mm. and lovable and I'm like but because I have to keep hearing that and repeating it and I think I can add to that you know and your strength is this and you were really great at that today and so forth
0: yeah so yeah absolutely it's got to be done yeah daily mantras are very powerful
1: recognize them and tell them to myself because that's where I got that's who I've got a relationship with these days so it's the best
0: and that's the most important relationship you'll ever have it is. It is. T- uh, today, I think my
1: strength was that I wasn't a Karen. I didn't show up as a Karen. And apologies to folks who. Are, my mom's name is Karen. Uh, she's not a Karen. But anyways, um, so <laughs> um, I had to run around getting. So I'm bringing my cat to Greece. And, uh, Mm. I need to get health certificates and stamped by the federal government to be able to take her over. And, um, and there was a mistake on the form, which was mine. Uh, I used the wrong form. And, uh, so I had to go back to the vet and I had to keep driving about 20 kilometers back and forth. And I took everything in stride today. I did not freak out. I was like, okay, that's cool. And everything kind of worked out, even though it took way many more trips than I thought. I'm Mm. really, my strength today was not freaking out, not shoveling my mistake onto making somebody else feel badly, not yelling, screaming, or throwing a tantrum. So I put my big girl pants on today. I did a lot of driving, and it all worked out in the end. And I did so in a respectful manner to everybody, and I'm extremely proud of myself.
0: We are proud of you.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's the small things. Mm -hmm. And it is important to recognize your own strengths as well.
1: Yeah, it's not going to be a strength every day but it was a strength today. Yeah. Mm,
0: exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. You did it. Knocked yeah. it out of the park.
1: Totally knocked it out of the park, man. Totally. We are <laughs> definitely going to Greece with a cat for sure. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yay! I know. I know. And I was ready to travel.
1: Ta- like <laughs> There's all sorts of jokes, but yes, yes, <laughs> I was I'm going to
0: say something there. It's hot to trot and ready with a pussy. <laughs>
1: god yes
0: <laughs> why i leave it up to you if you leave that one in <laughs> I <love it. laughs>
1: and i damn well will because <laughs> i get to edit this thing and you know what that's just the amount of spicy oh i know it's I like. going
0: nowhere <laughs> oh it's
1: totally totally staying in <laughs> oh you're welcome to your um, listener yeah
0: <laughs> you can have that one on me <laughs> no x-rated
1: blooper reel for us it all goes live oh. <laughs> That's awesome.
0: all righty um shall we take a question then yeah let's go (laughs) today's question should I tell my husband that I'm hurting even though it's been two years since his affair
1: oh yeah oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh yeah yeah um Mm. so when an affair happens it's not like it just gets swept under the rug and it's done that's the thing like well
0: sometimes it does get swept under the rug
1: oh it's true because some people or both parties decide that it's easier to just pretend like nothing ever happened and just Mm. and that just saying is uh not healthy but just saying (laughs) but but definitely like An affair throws a bomb, a nuclear bomb in a relationship. And a relationship Mm -hmm. is never the same. And as Esther Perel says, you can pretty much kiss that relationship goodbye. Even Mm -hmm. if you decide as two people to move on together, it is a new relationship. Because that old one was totally destroyed by that.
0: Yeah, the relationship as you know it is is It's it's World War III, gone, done. Yeah. So does it
1: surprise you that somebody is still hurting a bit two years later? doesn't surprise me no, no it doesn't
0: surprise me at all um i think it makes me a bit sad um because i think you know two years is quite a long time and mm-hmm. i don't think this hurt has just suddenly kind of popped back up again i would you know hazard a guess that the hurt's been there ever since the affair or betrayal whatever kind of words you want to use uh happened um so i think yeah that it's quite sad to think that somebody's suffered that long and not kind of Mm -hmm. you know not said anything we don't know obviously how much discussion they had in the beginning sometimes I think the temptation can be you kind of get everything out in the open you have a big long debate discussion there's and eventually that just gets a bit too emotionally draining to keep Mm -hmm. going over the same context over and over again Mm -hmm. so you can imagine it comes you know it's got kind of a shelf life in terms of discussion point and eventually you do have to kind of you know say right you know we've got to make a decision are we gonna kind of you know best foot forward and try and repair and mend and and heal things but and obviously this person hasn't healed and yeah. is still there with that hurt they're still carrying that burden yeah. and it you know sounds like maybe their their husband has moved on and has kind of parked it and and so they're in this situation where one party's still feeling quite upset and grieved and troubled by this and the other party's just in a different zone
1: like the statute of limitations is over and it's mm. yeah you're living in a post affair world where there's one person who thinks that but not not two
0: yeah yeah, yeah totally so the question then should tell a husband yeah um
1: you know there's no right or wrong here but definitely the kind of the two sides of the pendulum swing would be either like one side would be that the book was closed too soon as of like the expectation mm. to have gotten over this is mm. sort of closed and it's no longer, a, you know, you can tell that she doesn't feel like this is an open topic of conversation that she can t- continue mm. to bring up. Mm. Um, the other part of the pendulum, the other possibility on the other side is that this has been hashed and rehashed and that she might be living in a bit of a limbo where mm. she, just like you say, is possibly dragging this out emotionally more than it necessarily, like she she does need emotionally to decide for herself whether she can ever move on. Mm. At the two-year mark, it's not absolutely clear because I really do place that in. I believe professionally and personally that there's a lot of TLC and the book needs to be open and the case Mm. still needs to be open to keep working on emotions that come up after the affair. I don't think Mm. two years is too soon Uh, to say that the person who strayed, let's just say whatever, you know, title they want in this part of it, the person who was unfaithful, um, they do have to be prepared to continue to, to talk about this with their partner Mm. when their partner has feelings and they may not have feelings every day of the calendar. Yeah. It may come up in certain times, like at the anniversary of Mm. discovering the affair or a certain person that they saw that day that reminded them of something. Mm. Um, it doesn't matter what the trigger, but there are going to be triggers and it can be years later. Yeah you still have to be able to open up the conversation say, Mm. okay, feelings are coming up, let's talk about them.
0: Yeah. I think for me, the fundamentals are, you can't, you know, it's not very easy to have a successful, happy, healthy relationship if you can't talk about the things that worry you the most. Mm -hmm. So this is something obviously that's on this listener's mind. They have taken the time to, you know, share this and it's clearly there. There's clearly something and if you're in such of a an emotional place where something is worrying you, something is niggling, something is nagging at you and you can't share that with your husband who's supposed to be your yeah. kind of lifelong companion and the person that you're kind of closest to who you share everything with, who you are open, vulnerable, you kind of share your fears, your happiness, they support mm-hmm. you, they um, console you, they, you know... Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that we're kind of all things to all men, but, you know, you've got that connection where it should be the first person that you turn to. Mm-hmm. And by not opening up and by not sharing this, you're almost putting a barrier there or keeping a barrier there. If, if mm-hmm. a barrier was kind of put up when the, you know, original affair happened, or maybe the barrier has always been there. Mm-hmm. but you're kind of maintaining this separation where there are some things I'm prepared to kind of broach with you and there are other things that, I, that I'm not mm-hmm. so you haven't got that kind of um, I guess access all areas that you would like to have in a relationship to fully connect with each other mm-hmm. so I think that you know that that is a big side of it where I think fundamentally you should be able to and I've I've witnessed it in other relationships where I haven't been able to do that and it causes quite a lot of angst and heartache and um, frustration and all of that has to have an outlet somewhere. Um, So that would be the kind of the potential downside of, of keeping everything kind of bottled up. The other thing, which is another possibility, but again, I would still advocate for some openness about this and honesty, is to just seek some professional conversations to help you to process it, to work through it, to understand, you know, where your emotions are in a kind of healthy, safe space. But I would still say, be really open about I'm struggling still a bit with this. I know it's been two years and you know, some would say potentially I should be over it. I, I don't feel like I'm over it. And I've decided that the best thing for me is to go and get some professional support to address it and um, you know, and then kind of share the share the things that you almost want to share, so it's not about sharing kind of every single step or detail, but I think there is something about you know keeping your partner a little bit abreast of what's going on and and coming back with some you know suggestions, so trying to make it a real kind of positive experience an experience that allows you to let go of the past, yeah, yeah, and allows you to take that step forward into the future because. Any time when we're holding ourselves fixed at a point or fixed with a backstory, mm-hmm. it's there for a reason, and it's trying to understand what is the reason. I did a session um, with a client um, last week and I asked a similar question about, kind of, you know, how is it helping you to be there? Mm. And you know, the answer was it's not. And I said, but you know, you need to think a little bit deeper because there's some reason mm-hmm. why it is helping you, why you feel on a more subconscious level that being being there is helpful.
1: That is probably one of the hardest coaching questions. That is oh, so it's true. It's
0: impossible, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. But I do often believe that we know deep down kind of what it is that we get from that situation. So we might not know kind of the full intricate details, but if we look hard enough, yeah, I do think that we know often the reason. Yeah
1: it's the hardest thing and and it's, it's yeah it's the hardest thing to look inside you know one of the things as i think about cuz i've had troubles where like an infidelity incident keeps coming back like a bad dream and it the flashback mm. of that hurt and that feeling yeah. for what happened it feels like it happened yesterday it's so raw mm. you start fantasizing about the whole thing over again about the anger and the hurt um, so if you were to ask me like, well, why, how is it serving you that that comes up years later? Right. Um, mm-hmm. um I would say like the, it reinforces that I'm a victim in the story, both the victim yeah. and the hero or the, um, there's a right and a wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also, it reinforces this decision that I don't want to trust again. And again, as mm-hmm. many layers of trust, you can trust somebody yeah, to yeah. take care of the kids, but can you trust somebody with your intimate with your self in your heart? That yeah, is yeah. the last thing to come back online again. and yeah, It can take yeah. years. But if I'm rehashing the past and if it keeps coming up, like I'm, I'm going to say that that feeling of that flashback of memory is probably going to come when I've had a really beautiful, intimate connection with my partner where we really have gained a lot of ground together. Mm. And I'm probably going to notice that that feeling is going to come up very short, shortly thereafter to try to sabotage that closeness. Yeah. Somewhere in there is a feeling of I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy of fidelity. Mm. I am not lovable. And somebody is always going to cheat on me and always disappoint me and let me down because I'm not yeah. inherently lovable. So I'm going to mm. make that so.
0: Yeah. The other, It's that fear as well. It's that kind of fear of rejection, fear of abandonment.
1: And it tends to be triggered when your partner is really showing up and actually really leaning in.
0: Because you don't want to believe that that's who they are. Yeah. Because what if they're not like that all the time? Yeah.
1: And then I would have to let go of the story of I'm, I am unlovable. I'm going to be rejected. Like I was probably rejected by my parents, my family, my father, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, if you keep doing that, you will get rejected because your partner will give Mm -hmm. up on you. And it sounds so horrible to say, but... Not two years, but 15 years down the road, if you still haven't decided to let that into the past and to totally two feet in, you will nine times out of 10 lose your partner and they will walk away from you. And then you'll be able to say, see, they rejected me and told you so. (laughs) Told you so. Yeah. So then the question to me is, so Anna, do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And so... That's where hiring a professional, and if you're going to hire a professional, hire a professional who can kick your ass, who can be like, and you're like, oh, I'm having these feelings coming up. And the professional's like, so how is that serving you? And be a little, a little bit of a referee. Like, you know, do you, don't you, do you think that's a bit old? Do you think the statute of limitations on that particular feeling has passed? Do you decide to let that into your past and let that be? And so that, you're right, that can be helpful. has got
0: a fierce head on. <laughs> I really do. I
1: really do. Uh,
0: so, what's a the verdict then? Should this Should the listener talk to her husband and tell her what's being going, tell him even what's been mm-hmm. going on?
1: Yes, and both. So, yeah. so the thing is, so when I find with men, right? So, I, I'm going to say in instances where a man has stepped out, um, I because I coach men and they're terrified that their woman is never going to get over that thing. So mm. that's why they're in such a rush to put it under the rug because they're. Mm-hmm. They're just they they just hope that if it goes away that it won't last forever. And so, if you're going to bring this up with your partner, it can be helpful to say, "Look, I'm not going to feel like this forever, and I'm not going to hold us in purgatory forever. But it's just coming up for me now. And if we can just have a chat about this, it'll help move me forward so much. So I think the prefacing is important. I think in the same breath. And you know what? I thought I was really doing quite well, but I think I might benefit from some professional help, which I'm going to go get. So I think both.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Whenever we have any form of communication, I think we've always got to, to consider how the other person's going to receive it and trying to deliver it in the best, you know, kindest, most compassionate way, especially when it's a tricky message. Yeah.
1: And remember, partners can be ostrich in the sand if you can bury it. It doesn't exist. And, yeah. and a lot of things attempt to be buried.
0: But realistically, though, who doesn't want to move on from the mistakes quickly? I do. Oh, yeah. Who so does yeah, want to be move reminded? It's done now. No, Thank you're right. You. See you later. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nobody wants to kind of sit in that for a long no. space. Nobody. No. No man, no woman, affair, whatever. Whatever mistakes we make, we want to move on quickly from them.
1: We do, but but again, The State of Affairs by Esther Perel is a great book, audiobook, mm. and it really does hammer home like if you if you want to get move on, both part- parties need to do the If you want to move on together, both parties need to do the yeah. work. As yeah. the person who is cheated upon, you you do need to decide when you want to trust and h- mm. for how long is it serving you to hold the, the old hatchet, but for the person who is the strayer, they have to work overtime and extra and over above to mm. to really keep their nose clean. And mm. and I know this sounds terrible, but like you kind of have to be a lot more transparent about messages, phone messages, mm. the times of day that you're coming home. Unless you're a polyamorous person and you always want to have multiple partners, in which case please mm. come out in the open and say that rather than taking your partner for a fool like they'll figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's going to require probably more transparency with phone messages. There's probably not a lot of leeway for you to be getting your phone going off at two in the morning, right? So there's just, you just have to kind of keep your nose clean and just have a lot more transparency with your partner. Mm. Uh, make a lot of things on board. Don't leave things f- for interpretation. Yeah. You really do have to do the apology tour. I hate to say it, not forever, but for longer than you'd like.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow
1: but you can do it. You can do it. Both of you can do it.
0: There's always hope.
1: There's always hope.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: And I will say this too. Sorry. I'm sorry. This is kind of turning into a dour January, but I've also coached somebody for whom there were multiple affairs over multiple years. And the last, and there was a straw that broke the camel's back. And when a partner's trust is broken, it can be like a fine piece of China that just breaks into a million pieces and you can't glue Mm. it back together so I will say this I have actually seen where there's been one affair too many and it's just you can't come back so Mm. just saying
0: and some relationships won't even come back from one one affair yeah and
1: and it it is what it is right no Mm. judgment there yeah um if so if at two years you're like really struggling to to move on and you've tried everything and you've sought professional help and you've got tried to have clear communication with your partner and you're still really having trouble to move on it you m- might be in that in that um bucket and that's okay it yeah. is what it is yeah yeah all right oh my gosh this is such an emotionally charged question It is I had a lot of the feels in there both
0: professionally mm. and personally yeah yeah it's connecting yeah. deep it
1: is it is connecting very deep and it's the thing that we all fear right we all want to make this topic go away infidelity None of us like this at all. Yeah. But hopefully you're a bit more prepared.
0: Yes. Wow. Well, yeah. We are back.
1: We are so <laughs> back. We're in the trenches. We're in the like, oh my God, the scrum of it.
0: Yeah. Aha. All right. Feels so good to be getting back yeah. to our uh, regular regime.
1: It like we're, and some like what energy we've got to take on the hard <laughs> topics. What? Yeah. Totally. Oh man well
0: all righty well um yeah bring on 2023
1: bring it on the rest of january the days are getting longer here up in the northern hemisphere just saying
0: yeah just about yeah yeah (laughs) uh, soon enough it's gonna be bikinis
1: in toronto it's gonna be awesome we'll be
0: there we'll be there we will indeed Well, I shall wish you um, safe travels, and you're going to be recording from a European destination very soon.
1: <laughs> I know, we're both going to be on the same time frame. I know. Well, we won't be doing, like, wine o'clock, but, uh, yeah, we'll be... Uh, Depen-
0: oh, yeah, I was going to... How quickly, I forget, I'm doing January, I was like, yeah, by well, the like way. depends what time we're recording, and then... Like, oh, <laughs> I know, no, and you're like, oh, we oh won't shit, be. see? No, we're not it's the We're not doing that. We're not It's, doing not,
1: happening.
0: it's, it's not happening. Not it's fine. It's, it's okay.
1: You're you've told you're you're totally cool with it.
0: I had such a short-term memory, though. Like Little I Dory, the fish. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: Oh my gosh, totally. Dry what?
0: <laughs> uh, dry what? What is that? <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, I remembered. I mean oh
1: it. man, that's right. You're on it.
0: <laughs> okay, my lovely. Right. So um, yeah, I shall look forward to next week, and you are in a lovely exotic location. I'm sure.
1: Absolutely, I shall be looking
0: forward indeed yes yeah. alrighty yeah. alright till next time so that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Sass. we hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover if you need help navigating all things relationships Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support email info at geordielass.com please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.